Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, and I am, well, I'm by myself again. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes, you know, scheduling is hard, and uh, I, you know, uh, have to take responsibility uh, for all those things, but uh, we shall see what will happen with with that with my being by myself hopefully it won't be too rambly for you um but i can also get straight to the point and i will agree with everything that i say (laughs) so that's that's good news so uh here's here's some more good news guys uh the 49ers won we talked about this last time out um which just basically proves this the 49ers are an enigma wrapped up in a mystery shrouded in secrecy that's that's what i got that's that, that is the San Francisco 49ers in 2021. Um, that is my only explanation for what happened on Monday night. Um, talked about that at, uh, in the review pod uh, after that 31-10 victory over the Rams. Um, and, and and like I said, uh, you know, the, my only reason for optimism, and I think I said this uh, in the review uh, podcast as well, is that Kyle Shanahan delights in smashing on his old buddy Sean McVay. Um, and that, apparently, we can always count on. I don't know why. Uh, but we can. But uh, it's time to, to turn the corner, uh, start thinking about uh, the game that's coming out very soon as we record here. It's Friday night. Uh, looking forward to the Saturday or sorry, Sunday afternoon game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get more into that in just a moment. A couple of uh, roster related news. Uh, the 49ers did open up practice windows for Dre Greenlaw and Jaquaski Tart uh, this week. A couple of interesting things that Kyle Shanahan said about that was that Tart was not specifically uh, Tart specifically, rather, was not going to to walk right back into the starting lineup uh, due to the solid play of rookie safety Talanoa Hufanga, who played well in his stead over the last couple of weeks. Um, he did not say the same thing about uh, Dre Greenlaw, even though I, I think it's fair to say that Aziz Al Shire has played pretty well uh, replacing um, that linebacker um, <laughs> since really week two of the season. So he's played a lot of a longer stretch. Um, and I think it's fair to say that that Greenlaw and Al Shire are sort of different type players, but uh, I think they've both been really effective and it'll be interesting to see how they utilize them. Um, if in fact Greenlaw and Tart end up playing, the decision has not been made 
uh, whether or not they will be activated. They obviously don't have to make that decision until Saturday uh, as to whether or not they're going to activate them for the game and what other subsequent roster moves will come with that. Uh, Speaking of injuries, the only uh, things that we know for sure is that Jermichael Hasty will not play for the second straight week, um, and it's starting to see like seem like Maurice Hurst should have been, been put on IR. He is out again for I believe the third straight week with that calf injury. Uh, it appears uh, that the injured reserve would have made sense for him if they had known, but they didn't, so they did move forward with what they had. Um, Elijah Mitchell, who had a uh, finger <laughs> broken finger in the game sometime during his uh, his many carries uh, in the the game on Sunday or on Monday, sorry. Um, had a procedure, I guess, Mon Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, yeah. Um, and has, has not been practicing all week. He's doubtful at this particular point. Kind of be kind of a game time decision, apparently, whether or not he'll be good to go. Uh, full practices uh, for Trent Williams, for Jalen Moore, for Josh Norman, and for Diva Samuel. All good news, as we're all, um, well, Moore, Norman, and Samuel are all limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Trent Williams didn't practice on Wednesday for a non-injury related thing, just a veteran rest day, but that's kind of where they are. You know, honestly, this feels like this is about as healthy, healthy as they've been most of the season. Obviously you still got your long-term injuries where you most hurt and, uh, uh, Jason Verrett, who are going to be done for the rest of the year. Uh, guys like Tavarius Moore, who hurt himself <laughs> during the preseason, uh, the off season, I should say. So, but, you know, by and large, I think this is, and, you know, Mike McGlinchey, who we mentioned last week as well, uh, I think, but, but in a lot of ways, this is about as healthy as they've been, uh, which is really good news for the 49ers heading into this game on Sunday. Um, now, they they uh, do play uh, a road game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they take on number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence and those uh, pesky Jaguars on Sunday in Jacksonville. Uh, it's an early start, uh, 1 p.m. kickoff. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, as far as their injuries, they're, they're they're looking in pretty good shape. Uh, the only player that has been deemed out is linebacker Dakota Allen. Um, and the sort of biggest question mark for them is running back James Robinson, uh, who's been like pretty much their main uh, and most important offensive player. I think it's, it's safe to say. Um, other players like uh, Miles Jack, uh, Jordan Smith, Malcolm Brown, Carlos Hyde, who uh, 49ers fans will know, um, and uh, Logan Cook, uh, their punter, interestingly enough, <laughs> who was uh, limited in practice earlier this week, have all been uh, noted as ready to go. So um, I don't know if that that's good or bad or otherwise, but um, with all that in mind, we're going to move into uh, my reasons for optimism and my reasons for concern heading into this game. Reasons for optimism are about as far away from from the from the conversation that Peter and I had last week where we had this conversation about like like the only reasons for optimism is because the NFL is weird and because Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. In this particular case, uh the reasons for optimism are that the Jaguars are not are not a very good football team by most metrics. Um if you like DVOA, DVOA has them uh 28th overall in the league. Uh it's negative 24.1%. They are 24th on offense and negative 9.6% and 28th on defense at 10.4%, and 28th on special teams at negative 4.2%. Really bad to be negative in your special teams. That means they're adding negative um, (laughs) value, which is not generally a good thing. Um, 
An interesting wrinkle uh, to all those DVOA numbers is that their passing defense is is pretty much awful. Bottom four in the league, 28th, negative 99.8%. But they actually have the league's best second or second best rushing. Uh, sorry, let me let me back up for a second. Their passing offense is 28th in the league at negative 9.8%. I was like, oh, that would be good, negative 9.8%. But that's not true. But they actually have the league's second best rushing attack offensively uh, by the metric of uh, the DVOA metric, 7.7% behind only Cleveland. So that's why that James Robinson thing that I was talking about is so very important. He's been their, their best player in that regard and um, is pretty much their their main guy in that in that area outside of you know some gadget moves and plays with some of their receivers and all that ju- and all that kind of stuff but James Robinson is their main man if he is out or if he is hampered in any way uh shape or form by the uh the heel and the knee injury that he's been he's been working through and that would be good and really hamper uh the really <laughs> the Jaguars offense which as you note is not not super strong in the first place um, so if you want more numbers there, uh, according to RBDSDM, uh, it's Ben Baldwin's uh, EPA site, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been the second least efficient QBA, QB by EPA, I should say, so far this season. Uh, he, The only person he's playing better than uh, in terms of that particular metric uh, is number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. And of course, Wilson has missed the last chunk of games for the Jets. So it's really Lawrence at the bottom. Uh, it's just <laughs> nice that he's not at the bottom because when Wilson has played, he's not been particularly good. So what does that mean? So it means that the optimism basically comes down to this. Uh, the Jags are not really particularly good in any one area uh, except for when it comes to to running the ball. Uh, in most other places, eh, they're not they're not great. Um, they they do better as a as a rush defense than a pass defense, but uh, it's 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 not significant. <laughs> it's not significantly so. Um, but we'll talk about that more in, in a moment. Um, but in recent weeks, the 49ers have shown that when they want to throw the ball, they can be effective in doing so. Uh, by and large, a lot of that comes down to Debo Samuel, but also the return of George Kittle and the resurgence of Brandon Ayuk really helps in that regard as well. Um, so if they can continue to take strides and to do uh, things in the passing game when they need to, uh, they should be able to see a boost in the offensive output uh, by playing this this Jags, you know, passing defense that's just not very good. Um, and if they do that, then they're going to take away from the Jaguars' offense the, the area where they strive. Um, and, and that is really just about, and that, and that is all about uh, running the ball. And if they can get out to an early lead, uh, which I feel like they're going to be capable of doing in this particular case, then they're going to put the Jaguars behind the eight ball, which is not where they want to be because they have not thrown the ball very effectively this year. So my reason for optimism is that um, Jags just don't have a lot of areas where they succeed and the Niners are built to be able to take advantage of the places where they don't. Now, there are areas for concern. This is a team that just beat the Bills two weeks ago. Um and the Bills, of course, are a better overall team than the 49ers. And they now, granted, they beat the Bills 9-6. to six, um, And they did that by making life difficult for uh, Bills quarterback Josh Allen. They forced him to, into a couple of mistakes. He threw a couple of interceptions. And they also stifled uh, Buffalo's run game. Um, Allen threw the ball 47 times in that game, which is crazy considering they only scored six points. Uh, and the Bills ran the ball just 14 times for 72 yards. 50 of which were from their quarterback. 
So their running backs only ran the ball for, what, 22 yards. Not great at math, but that that's a pretty simple one. That's not great. Um, and it seems unlikely that Kyle Shanahan would would uh, just completely give up on on the on the passing game or on the running game that much to where he'd only run the ball 14 times and it highly unlikely nay nearly impossible that he would let Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance or anyone in the whole wide world uh, so far as he concerned is as he is concerned throw the ball 47 times in a game I just don't think that's happening uh, so the 49ers are going to seek to 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 kind of balance that out in a little bit of a different way now, the deal is, part of the reason they struggled, as I mentioned, um, is my area of concern, is that um, their defense was played well enough a couple weeks ago to, to stop a better offensive team than the Niners are in, in most ways. Um, so if they can stop the Bills and put themselves in, in, in a position to win and then actually to win that game, um, although their offense suggests that they they didn't need to do much, but and they didn't, um, the, the concern is, is if it, the 49ers want to run the ball and that's the place where, where the, where the, um, the Jaguars offense is most effective, uh, when they, when they run the ball, um, or when they try to stop the run, they're not, they're not really good, uh, in stopping the pass at all. Uh, the passing game in, uh, both on both sides of the football for them is, is a struggle for sure. Uh, but when, you know, when you try to run on them, it's, it's a little bit different. They run the ball pretty effectively, as I mentioned, but defensively, um, defensively their uh, let's see, their rush defense is, um, not bad seventh in the league, uh, which is just behind the Niners who are fifth, um, versus their 31st against the past against the past. Sorry. So, um, like I said, the concern is is that they are effective enough on the on against the run to stop Kyle Shanahan from from running the ball, and then they're forced to to throw the ball more effectively. They just stop the the Bills from doing it in the same way, and that would be an area of concern is that they've just done it recently, and the Bills are probably more higher powered in a lot of ways than the Niners are in that particular case. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that they're gonna do it. And in fact, that leads us nicely into my prediction for week uh, number 11. Um, so uh, 49ers flying out to Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> like I said before, this is about as far a field of last week's uh, prediction of reasons for optimism. Last week, I didn't see a path to victory, um, although based on uh, on history, we should have known exactly where the path to victory was. Again, ownership, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I have a hard time seeing this one going south, provided that the 49ers play the way that they're capable of. That's just the way it is. Um, I think the Jaguars team is not very good. Um, they've shown it. Uh, you know, the run game is is effective when it when they get the opportunity to do it. They don't have a lot of opportunity to do it because they're behind a lot, and their rush defense is good, but their pass defense is so bad that it barely matters. Um, and so you got to hope that the Niners are going to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, it. it it may be one of those like it's closer than it than it needs to be games for a little while but I could also see a situation where the Niners jump out to an early lead Jags are forced to throw the ball that's bad news for them this season um but we'll see they've apparently been very bad in both the first and third quarters um and that would be uh certainly something to be uh be wary of from their point of view and if the Niners can jump out to an early lead 
like they did against the Rams, then there's no reason they shouldn't be able to walk away with this one. Um, certainly there are factors like uh, the the travel, the short week, an early kickoff, all those kinds of things. But I think the Niners, they're six-point six point favorites uh, heading into this one. I feel like they should win and they should cover the game. Um, so I'm going to go uh, 30-17, uh, something very close to, to the score that they had against the Rams. Um, I also wouldn't be terribly surprised if the if if the Jags didn't met, didn't muster 17 points as well. So we shall see. Um, hopefully, good news for for the Niners uh, heading into this one coming soon. Um, but yeah, uh, super uh, looking forward to seeing how this game goes. Hopefully, the Niners can start building a winning streak. We've talked about this a lot. There are opportunities over the next couple of weeks uh, between this game and Minnesota and Seattle and Cincinnati. Uh, and Atlanta, who played horribly on Thursday night <laughs> against uh, against uh, New England, there are wins here in this this team. There's eight games left. If they win six of them, they can get to, to double digits. It's it's going to be tough because there's some games on there that you're like eh, not sure about. But if they can play up to their to their uh, to their capability, which they showed what that capability was on Monday night. There's no reason they can't win this and this, but the first thing they got to do is take care of business in Jacksonville on Sunday afternoon. So uh, thanks as always for listening uh, to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the fan side podcast network, fan sided podcast network, I should say. Uh, please uh, always check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you leave us a review and include a question, we'll give you a shout out on air and answer that question. And of course, of course, of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.